0: The motorsports world is where legends are made, the unthinkable happens, and barriers are broken. One man harnesses the power of an industry every week. This is the General Tire Down and Dirty Show, powered by Polaris Razor,
1: with Jim Beaver. Welcome to this week's General Tire Down and Dirty Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Well, we are getting tuned up. We are getting fired up. We have the Mint 400 upon us. We are one week out from the biggest, baddest off-road race on the planet. I will be racing there, and uh, we got a lot to talk about in regards to the Mint 400 coming up today. If you're just joining us, welcome to the show. Thanks to everybody tuning in on Sirius XM Channel 211. That is Dan Patrick Radio. Uh, Thanks to everybody for tuning in uh, on the Sports Byline Network, uh, the American Forces Network, as well as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all those good places you can catch a down-and-dirty show. Thank you, thank you. If you haven't already, yeah, smash that subscribe button over there on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Keep keep helping us out, showing us the support. But, uh, yes, we got a big show for you guys today. I will be talking Mint 400. Obviously, I'm racing in the race. Yeah, we're going to talk about it a little bit, right? So, uh, to do that, I've got the man behind the Mint 400, Mr. Matt Martelli. He's going to be on the show in hour number two. And hour number two, we also have, we are going, uh, yeah, we've also got some NHRA talk. That's right. I was out on site at Phoenix this past weekend for the NHRA, and I uh, was able to catch up with Alexis DeGioia. Uh, You know what? Uh, she is back behind the wheel of a funny car, and uh, awesome to catch up with her on-site out there in Phoenix. We've also got my good friend Steve Torrance. Yes, two-time top-fuel champ, Steve Torrance. He's going to be on the show this week as well. But our number one, we're bringing the heat. We've got Mr. Rowdy Kyle Bush on the show today. I sat down with him. It's going to take up a couple of segments here. And I got to tell you. Kyle Busch. Anytime you get 30 minutes with Kyle Bush, does not disappoint. Kyle Bush, going to be on the show making his Down and Dirty show debut today. Yes, right here. You're in the right place for the best in action. Motorsports talk radio and uh, I am really really excited to bring you today's show. If you got any questions for any of our guests, don't forget hit me up. It is at Jim Beaver 15 on Twitter also on Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff, but you want to interact during the show, Twitter probably Instagram, probably the best best two places probably twitter mostly but uh yeah i want your fan questions you got questions for one of our guests boom hit me up we will get them answered my promise to you so yes prepare yourself we got a massive show one of epic proportions coming at you right here today on the general tire down and dirty show powered by polaris razor whether you're looking for a tire that balances high performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in wet and dry conditions, or a summer performance tire designed with a driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the all-new G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, cruising with a down and dirty radio show since 2012. Conditions off the pavement are always changing, so why settle for a light bar that just
5: turns on and off? The Rigid Adapt is a revolutionary new light bar that will automatically select from eight beam patterns that range from a widespread 90-degree flood to a 15-degree spot based on your vehicle speed. Try that with your knockoff light bar. A dash-mounted controller allows the user to toggle between adaptive mode, beam patterns,
1: and RGBW accent lighting. With Adapt, it's easier than ever to own the night. Looking to have some fun on four wheels? Dirtfish Rally School has you covered. Packing as much adrenaline and adventure as you can handle into high-performance all-wheel drive and rear-wheel drive Subaru rally cars is where the fun begins at Dirtfish. Just 30 minutes outside of Seattle and Snoqualmie, you'll get a chance to train up to three full days with some of the country's best instructors and be put through the high-octane rush of rally on mud, dirt, and tarmac. Get started today and call 425-888-7715 or visit us online at Dirtfish.com and use code 911 for a 15% discount.
5: Catch all the back episodes of the Down and Dirty Radio Show on Apple Podcast, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe.
1: Welcome back to the General Tire Down and Dirty Show, powered by Polaris Eraser. Jim Beaver here, uh, getting things started. Don't forget, we got uh, Kyle Bush coming up uh, here in hour number one. He'll be in, uh, I guess, kicking things off in our next segment. In hour number two, we got uh, Steve Torrance. And uh, Alexis DeGioria, uh also Matt Martelli with uh, the mint 400 so uh stack show today uh, but do uh, once in a while something a little bit crazy on my end happens, which was the case this past uh, well this past week what am I talking about? It was just a little bit ago on my way to the studio here um, <laughs> i I actually witnessed a uh, a shooting. And uh, it's kind of crazy, and I, I, you know, it's one of those things. I guess we got to talk about. right? I'm a radio personality. We got to talk about what's going on. But just crazy. You never, you know, you all the respect in the world to uh, police officers. You never realize, you know, what they go through on a daily basis. And uh, um, obviously, this is not an everyday occurrence. But I, I saw literally there was a, a Dooley truck took off the front of a of an officer's car. And then, uh, officer went up and approached the car and basically the guy started, there was a little bit of a, an altercation where the guy slammed the door on the officer. Uh, officer tried to bust the window out and, uh, and the, the, the guy that was driving the car didn't, uh, he wouldn't open up and then he took off and he started to drive away. And so the officer tried to shoot out the tires of the truck and, uh, uh, anyways, uh, that officer's car obviously was damaged because the the truck had hit the officer's car. So two other officers went in pursuit of a suspect, and uh, like I witnessed this whole thing, and uh, it's actually kind of a a crazy thing to actually see. You watch police shows on TV, you we we all see the Hollywood stuff, right? But to actually see an officer fire his firearm, I mean, there's actually officers. They go an entire career and never fire one bullet. And I think, you know, I think what we see on TV and stuff has kind of made us immune to uh, what actually happens in the realities of being a police officer because you watch one of these shows and man, they're firing guns all the time, right? On TV. Uh, but real police work isn't like that, you know, and I actually witness an officer and he did it rightfully. So like he had every, he had every right to do it. I would have actually, I wouldn't waited as long as he did. Um, you know, and, and there's a whole lot more to this story. Right. But uh, I'm just kind of giving you the abbreviated version. You know, you don't want me to draw 10 minutes of radio talking about this, but it was kind of crazy. Um, it, it actually, and my daughter was in the truck with me and, uh, kind of shook her up a little bit and uh it was just it was kind of an intense scene and uh props to uh all of our police officers all our uh well first responders in general but uh all of our men and women in blue that tune into the show man thank you guys for what you do uh what i saw today it was just it's crazy man uh tip of the cap to all of our uh law enforcement officers and i know we do have quite a few of them and uh, i've got a you know my brother-in-law my uncle uh, one of my best friends. I mean, I, I've got a lot of police officers that I'm friends with. And, um, man, tip of the cap to you guys. Thank you for everything you do because uh, it was uh, it was a little bit uh, – I don't know who. I don't normally have stories like that, right? I mean, I've got crazy stories we tell, but uh, nothing like that um so yeah there was that but uh, i was out at uh nhra this past uh weekend i went out there with my good friend uh, steve torrance obviously you know him and them capco boys he's gonna be one of our guests on the show this week uh went out there with uh uh you know hung out with steve torrance got some interviews obviously we'll have him spend some time with antron brown uh funny story though and a lot of you guys know this now uh you know mia chapman spent on the show a bit she's uh uh i've come on as her agent and her manager right she's uh, red bull's youngest female motorsports athlete globally on four wheels um phenomenal talent you know and so it's one of those like you know i, I want to show her the other side of motorsports this is a girl who grew up on off-road 17 years old i, I want to show her the other side of motorsports so uh we we take her out there to uh to phoenix and i'm there doing interviews stuff like that her and her dad came out they live in the phoenix area and uh, I was hyping up you know top fuel cars so we're going to get you in the water box Mia She's gonna look at me and said, No, I said, You're gonna get you're gonna get an experience today, you know? And I told her about, you know, I'm like, your lungs are gonna be on fire. I said, your makeup's gonna be melting off your face. I'm like, it's gonna be like somebody punched you in the chest as hard as you possibly could. I said, you gotta have earplugs buried in your ears so it doesn't blow out your eardrums. I said, you're gonna feel the thunder in your bones. Like I'm hyping all this up. And she's just looking at me like you're totally just pulling my leg, right? You're blowing smoke here, Jimmy. So we get down there and we get kind of close and I think she realized, "Oh, this is for real. This is for real." And so we get her in the water box, which is uh, for those of you that aren't NHRA fans, don't know what I'm talking about, uh, you know, they, they uh, you know, all drag cars, they go through a a, a thing of water right at the back uh, of staging. They they go through that and then they go and do their burnout and then they kind of go back, get staged, boom, lights go. Um, so you know, we were actually in front, we were right there about 10 feet off the rear tires, these top fuel cars, and uh uh Torrances is actually Billy and Steve, and they were uh, racing against each other. Um it went, well, I can't say racing against each other, it was qualifying. Um, but uh they went and when they went, that thunder, that hit, that kaboom! I turned around and she looked at me, and her dad was there, and he was laughing. And uh, Mia looks at me and, um, you know, we get done, we go back there and I looked at her and she goes, she goes, you weren't lying. And I was like, no, and she's like everything you said. She's like, I thought you were totally like lying. She's like, it's for real. And I'm like, you can't, you can't even exaggerate a top fuel car. I mean, there's no way to even exaggerate. It's just madness. So, uh, yeah, I was out there at uh, NHRA in Phoenix and, um, I was out there on Friday for, uh, qualifying and things like that. Um, I had some rain on Saturday and I wasn't out there for Sunday for the big show, but, uh. I love NHRA, uh, television and their ratings are actually really good. Television does not do drag racing justice. It's one of those weird motorsports. Like you have to be there. I don't even know how to explain it. I would say ice hockey is very much the same ice hockey is like NHRA. You've got to be there. You got to feel it. You got to experience it like ice hockey. You can watch it on TV and it's exciting. It is nothing like being at the arena in person. NHRA the exact same way it is a motorsport for the senses you see it you feel it you touch it and uh, hockey's the same way like you go into the arena you hear them bones cracking against the glass you know you feel the cold coming off the ice um, you see the speed like it, to me there's just so much there it's a sport for the senses and NHRA very very much the same way so good times good times out there at NHRA. Uh, a couple other big, uh, heavy notes. Uh, I guess we'll, we'll probably get into more of them, uh, as the day goes on. We've got, uh, yeah, we got quite a bit of news and notes to hit on today, but, uh, do want to give a big shout out to, uh, James Hinchcliffe? Obviously we talked last week. He got a ride, uh, for a few races with Andretti Autosport, but, uh, my boy Hinch, he is one of the best personalities in all of motorsport and, uh, Hinch now, Signed a deal with NBC to uh, to be a television personality during the IndyCar races that he's not driving. I think this was one of those where immediately he went out of a ride and now all of us go, well, Hinch will get a TV deal, right? Well, you never know what everybody else has as far as TV deals go and, and when they lapse and things like that. And Hinch he is such an amazing personality. He's such a funny guy. If you never listen to his podcast, you definitely need to. Um, but it, it was so, so rad to see that, uh, James, James Hinchcliffe, uh, got a deal with, uh, with IndyCar, uh, to be a TV personality because adding him into the booth is just, it's going to be phenomenal. And, uh. I'm really excited about that. Other big news coming out of IndyCar too is a big heavy week for IndyCar news as we kind of gear towards that uh, opening round, though. But Fernando Alonso, um, he has uh, he has found a spot for the Indy 500 uh, with McLaren, um, with the uh, you know schmidt Peterson Arrow McLaren. I can't I can't even think what are they calling it? Spam, spam. Uh, but uh, no, he's found himself a ride for the Indy 500. So Alonso will be back in an IndyCar for the Indy 500. Um, you know, I know he's been trying. He was pegged for a seat with Andretti. That didn't work out. But to see Alonzo, one of the greatest drivers on the planet, uh um, back in uh in an Indy car for the Indy five hundred, that is massive. We'll talk a whole lot more about that as we get close to the Indy five hundred. That was some major, major news. So we are uh, yeah, we're gonna take a short break. We come back. It is Kyle Bush right here on the show, here on the Gentle Tire, Down and Dirty Show, powered by Polaris Razor.
7: That's 800-472-5145. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets?
5: You're listening to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. All killer and no filler.
1: Welcome back to the General Tire Down and Dirty Show, powered by Polaris Razor. I'd like to welcome my next guest, uh, Kyle Bush to the line. Kyle, man, how is, uh, how's everything going?
4: Uh, it's going okay, I guess. You know, we've certainly uh, we've had our ups and downs already so far this year, but uh, looking forward to plenty more wins, hopefully.
1: Yeah. How, how is it when you uh, go to a track like Vegas? I mean, that's kind of your hometown. I mean, I remember as a kid, I can't say a kid because we're about the same age, but I remember you wa- running dirt tracks in the Southwest. I remember watching you at like Mojave Valley out there by needles. Like, how was it going back to the Southwest and being in the Vegas area?
4: It's good. I enjoy it. You know, the, the West Coast and being able to go back to Vegas, California, Phoenix, it's kind of homes away from home, I guess. Nowadays, you know, being everything's out on the east coast in north carolina but um i I enjoy it i like it you know vegas though it's everybody's like oh how's it like going home and being in front of the hometown crowd and all that sort of stuff i'm like well you know it's kind of a destination race for people they kind of pick vegas as a race that they want to go to that they want to see uh, a nascar race and have some fun in the city so you get a lot out of towners there so um of course there's family friends that uh, i guess family is, is not there but there's some friends there that um you know i kind of grew up around and stuff like that that come out and cheer us on so it's always cool
1: yeah i gotta tell you vegas is probably completely different now i mean than when uh you know when you kind of grew up there right i mean it's it's a total different city atmosphere i mean it's just you look at vegas now and 20 years ago there's no comparison
4: yeah i i haven't really been able to spend a whole lot of time out there but every time i go there there's kind of something else that's going on or or uh being built and obviously with um you know, the, the, the hockey team, the Las Vegas Knights that uh, are now there, that was really cool and really special that they made it all the way to the finals in their first year. That was cool to watch. Um, you know, now they got the Raiders kind of going to town. So it's really becoming a sports Mecca. And when I was living there, growing up there, I was always kind of wondering, you know, like, why don't we have sports teams yeah. here? And my dad was always telling me, well, they're just not big enough We just don't, you know, there's not the, um, the amount of people there that, uh, that would support a sports team. And so now I guess that, The city's just grown so much. I mean, it's almost mountain to mountain throughout the valley, and um, they're starting to go up the mountains now.
1: Yeah. So here's a question to you. I mean, obviously now, I mean, your, your home, your family, your business, everything's in Charlotte. How was that transplant, man? I mean, I got to feel like that's home now, you know, even though, you know, you kind of come back to the West coast, but how was that being a West coast kid? Because I'm from the West coast, you know, how, how was that when you first originally transplanted to the East coast? That had to have been, had to have been different, man. Cause it's, it's, everything is different on the East coast.
4: It was definitely different for sure. You know, when you were done racing and in uh, in Vegas late at night, and you're on your way home, and about everything's still open. You know, you could stop in the the, the grocery store, the drug store you could go to In and Out Burger, you can find some food places that are open on the way home, whatever it needs to be. And then when you're out on the East Coast, you know, and sometimes you're out late at night or doing something, whatever it might be, and uh, you're heading home, and it's like everything's closed. There's not anything open, so um you definitely got to look at what time things are open till versus Vegas. Everything's always open, you know, so that's definitely a shell shock. But other than that, um, living in Vegas, being a part of, um, you know, the town there and never really did a whole lot of stuff down on the strip. So that was always kind of a different, there's, there's a life away from the life, you know, um, there's a town, there's a community, there's all kinds of stuff that that's within Vegas. That isn't necessarily always the strip. So, um, that's kind of how it, it is in North Carolina for me, where, you know, there's always like a downtown, whether you live in Charlotte or Cincinnati or Nashville or something like that. There's, there's always a downtown, but there's still the community outside of that.
1: Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of the place you go when you got people in town, you want to show them something, but nobody that actually lives there ever really goes there. Right.
4: Yeah, exactly. That that's true for sure. Yeah.
1: So we got to do, we do have to talk a little bit about Vegas, man. And I guess the big story coming out of Vegas, I don't think was a cup race at all. I think Twitter blew up and, uh, it had to do with, uh, with with the truck race, man. Uh, talk a little bit about this bounty. I know uh, Kevin Harvick threw some money out there. All of a sudden, uh, you know, I think another 50 grand got popped in there by, by Ganners. So and all of a sudden we got a 100K uh, bounty on your head, man. I mean, kind of take us through this because I know trucks is something you're passionate about. You've got your team there. Uh, but but how are you feeling about this, uh, this, this number being put on you?
4: I mean, it is what it is. It's all right. The um... – you know, being in the truck series and being as good as Kyle Busch Motorsports is. I mean, I've been able to win seven races in a row now, I guess, and should have been more than that. I think the one before the the one that would have made it eight in a row, I finished second, but we had a bad pit stop and I had to start dead last on the final run. That was only 20 laps wrong, and I couldn't make it all the way to the front in time. So, um, you know, I've, we just we can win about any single race out there. And um, so Kevin Harvick basically said, you know what? all these cup guys that are sitting on their couches and watching me race and saying that I'm cherry picking races and they're not supporting the fact that I'm out there in my own stuff and doing good things for, for the series and for NASCAR. He's like, look, put your money where your mouth is kids. Like get out there and go and try to beat them then if you think that it's so easy. And, um, you know, so Kevin's actually kind of on my side about it, but, um, you know, there's some of these other guys that, uh, that just, think I'm cherry picking races but man you got to have sponsors to be in this business and fortunately I've got some good sponsors in the truck series and I've got other good younger drivers that are trying to make it as well too and you know if it wasn't for Kyle Busch Motorsports and my team in the series there wouldn't be the likes of Eric Jones and Christopher Bell and William Byron and Bubba Wallace and um you know Harrison Burton now in the Xfinity series so um you know there's there's a lot of drivers Noah Gragson in the Xfinity series there's a lot of drivers that have come through our place that maybe or maybe not would have come through other people's places but um you know i i still take some some credit in being able to help those guys and get them to the next level
1: well and i think too you know me looking at things and i and honestly i haven't really studied the the NASCAR truck you know the uh Uh, the TV ratings or anything, but I got to think having you in for, you know, five races or when you had Greg Biffle in the truck last year and he took that victory, I got to think, I mean, this is a big deal. There's a whole lot of additional eyeballs on the races then, you know what I mean? And there's gotta be a spike in the ratings. I mean, you know, they they can say whatever they want, but at the end of the day, they got to be pretty happy when you show up to race.
4: Well, I think it, uh, it can go both ways. You know, you can certainly have your Kyle fans that tune in to show up and watch the race because I'm in it. And then you're going to have your haters that, turn the TV off they don't want to watch it because they know I'm going to win and that just irks them so bad that they can't stand to live with themselves sometimes the next day. So it's, um, you know, it's certainly a unique situation, but uh, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, I go out there and try to compete and do the best I can with the stuff I got. And fortunately, it's been pretty good lately. We've been able to win some races and, um, you know, our, my other teams they were competitive this weekend in Vegas. They were running second and third to me for a little bit there. They kinda of got uh crossed up on a restart there and, and dropped back just a little bit and then ended up in some bad traffic situations. So those are young kids trying to learn. We got to talk to them about how to get better in that and um, you know, get them on to uh to finishing top fives and getting finishes out of those trucks that we know are good.
1: Yeah. Well, let's talk about the cup race there, too, because how do you approach a race like that, where all of a sudden, you know, there's weather delays, there's all kinds of stuff, there's whatever the heck, you know, happened with NASCAR, and you think you're starting in the front, all of a sudden you're starting in the back, man. How, how, how does that affect the game plan? I mean, I got to think it's really got to kind of throw things out the window, and you know you've got a fast car, and all of a sudden you're going to have to pick your way through traffic over, you know, 400 miles. I mean, how does your approach change on a weekend like that when, you know, a wrench is kind of thrown in the plans?
4: I mean, you just you just got to do what you got to do. It is what it is. You know, we we've um, I think I qualified on the pole there back in 2009, and uh, we ended up breaking a motor in final practice. So we ended up having to change the motor and go into the back of the field and started dead last and was able to come up through and win the race. You know, so this time around was way different situation where um, we had some body mods made where we were filling some areas of some bondo with. Um, uh, the nose piece and where it connects to the front fenders. You know, you have to connect a metal piece of the car to a fiberglass piece of the car, and I guess they didn't like the way our Bondo was, so we had to keep changing that throughout the weekend to make them happy. And fortunately, Unfortunately, they uh, put us to the back for it, so we started dead last, and we just didn't have a very good car overall the whole weekend. You know, when we were in final practice, we were only 15th quick, and the car wasn't driving very good, and it kind of looked the same way in the race. We were only 15th quick in the race, and running around, uh, you know, eighth to twelfth much of the day, and kind of struggling along. And then uh, there, towards the end, we had a late restart, and everybody just goes crazy on late restarts, anyways. And uh, we got spun sideways on the front stretch, but was able to save it and keep it going straight. But uh, they docked us a couple spots for that. So uh, rough day, definitely just uh, not what we needed at all to, um, you know, to start our season. We're really far back, don't have a lot of points, and uh, it's not looking good right now
1: yeah well and I gotta I gotta ask so you say not looking good right now we, we got to talk about your championship last year and the championship in 2015 I mean we got to compare those because if if anybody knows how to rally back and win a championship and I mean it's you I mean compare your championship in 2015 to the one last year because both of them were hard-fought man but uh, I mean the one in 2015 that that was the one that wasn't supposed to happen right and, uh, now, <laughs> and you were in up crown yeah. champion I mean you know compare those and I mean you know and uh, how hard is it to Win a championship. I mean, either which way you cut it, it's it's definitely tough at the cup level, man.
4: Uh, it's hard. It's hard to win races, let alone try to win a championship. But uh, you know, 2015, we, uh, I got injured before the season even started. Really, wasn't able to make the Daytona 500, and then had to miss the first 11 races of the season. Um, was able to come back. I broke my right leg and my left foot, and had to go through rehab and, and rehabilitation stuff like that in order to get that stuff back going and working right, and getting ready to get back in the car. Fortunately, I was able to do that. Um, you know, all actually side note, all while my wife was pregnant with our first son, Brexton, he, he was born, um, you know, two days after I got back in the race car for the first time at Charlotte. And, um, you know, the first couple races didn't quite go very well, but then, uh, I think it was the fifth race at Sonoma. I didn't, I didn't think I was ever going to make it through the race at Sonoma. And fortunately here we are, we, we ended up winning the thing. And um, we were able to uh, start our our surge of being able to win some races. We won three in a row right there. Got ourselves in a in a good spot points-wise for, um, you know, making the top 30 in points before the, the playoffs started. So that gave us eligibility to be in the playoffs. And then we made it through each round of the playoffs and to Homestead, and, and we won the thing, you know. So um, it was kind of weird. We went through a dry spell, though, from Indy, which was – I guess, August, uh, all the way through to Homestead. So people kind of discounted us not really having a shot for the championship. And same exact thing happened last year in 19, where our last race win for the regular season was, uh, late June or something like that. And we didn't win again through the, the summer and, and fall stretch until we got all the way to Homestead and were able to capitalize there and win again. So people kind of discredit us that we weren't going to be capable enough of winning a championship, but, um, you know what, we, we showed up when it mattered most, and uh, we did what we needed to do. So just real proud of the effort that um, my team has done. I've had Adam Stevens on board since 2015, and, um, you know, we've won two championships together. We've won 40-something races together, so it's been pretty awesome. Hopefully we can uh, keep that, that roll going. We just got to get back on track here this year.
1: And we'll be back with more with Kyle Bush after this here on the Gentle Tire Down and Dirty Show powered by Polaris Razor. I'm Polaris rider Jim Beaver. I race trophy trucks professionally, host a Down and Dirty radio show, and also travel the country announcing motorsports events. I've seen it all, and trust me, I've done most of it. So when it comes time to relax on the weekend, nothing is better than taking time with my family in our Razor vehicles. They've got the reliability I need to just pick up and go explore the desert dunes or trail and have the capability to attack even the harshest terrain. If you're looking for some of the most reliable and safest and hands-down most capable off-road machines in the world, look no further than Polaris and their award-winning lineup of Razor vehicles. Whether you want your daughter to experience off-road driving for the first time in a Razor 170 like me, take the entire family out in a Razor XP4 1000 on the weekend, or shred the desert and dunes in the all-new Razor XP1000 Fox Edition, Polaris has you handled. Take my advice and join me and some of the best drivers in the world by driving a Polaris Polaris Razor. Check out the full Polaris Razor lineup of Polaris.com or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Polaris Razor. Welcome back here to the General Tire Down and Dirty Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Got Kyle Busch standing by. Kyle, I got a question for you. You've been at the Cup level for uh, for a very, very long time now. You're one of the winningest drivers in NASCAR history. Um, what what's the biggest changes you've seen, Kyle? I mean, in the sport as a whole, especially in the last decade. Man, I feel like. It's completely different now. I mean, obviously we've got, you know, the playoffs and we've got stage racing and all this other stuff. But, I mean, just a competitive aspect in and in a, in a business aspect and finding sponsors and things like that. I mean, what's the biggest changes and the biggest shift we've seen so far at, at that level? Because, I mean, we went from having, you know, you'd have a, a sponsor, you know, all season long. to now, you know, you got sponsors that are in these, you know, 5, 10 race blocks and things like that. I mean, you know, how, how, is, how has everything shifted? I mean, I feel like it's just a massive change over the last 10 years.
4: Uh yeah. The the part of it is just that um, the expense of the sport is, is way higher now than what it used to be years, years ago. And not many of these corporations are willing to spend much of their advertising budget on race cars and, and racing. And so that's why you kind of see the smaller blocks of sponsorship dollars that uh, you don't see full season sponsors. But so fortunately for me, I got the best sponsors in sports. Um, most most namely the M and M's. I mean, I, they're my, they're my primary guys, even though you see different colors and you see, uh, Snickers or Skittles or M and M's or, you know, another brand of M and M's on my car, it's all the same brand. It's all the same company. So, um, you know, I have 30, let's see, 30 races, 32, including the non points races that, M and M sponsors. And then I have interstate batteries, which has always just kind of been the, the cornerstone of Joe Gibbs racing, who, also still sponsors the 18 car. So, um, interstate's been there for 27 years now and on the 18 car and Mars has been there since I've been there in 2008. And, um, you know, it's really cool to have our group the way that we do, but, you know, some of the big changes that we've seen in, in the sport is just inflation, obviously. Um, People whether it's the drivers or whether it's the crew members, the crew chiefs, everybody's making more money now than what they used to. I heard numbers of back in the mid nineties where teams were running off of three, four, five million bucks and that's because the drivers weren't making a ton of money, crew chiefs weren't making a ton of money, crew guys weren't making a ton of money, the parts to buy the cars weren't as expensive, so the cars were cheaper and all that sort of stuff and Nowadays, you know, budgets to run a race team are somewhere between twenty-five and thirty million dollars. So it's it's crazy the way that all that everything's inflated so big, and that's namely why you're seeing um, sponsors that uh, that aren't doing whole seasons.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, all that being said, I mean, obviously, you've been really, you know, active in the business aspect. You've got your own team now, um, you know, and and you started out uh, what Rowdy Energy. I mean, you know, it, it's part of that, you know. I got a feeling, you know, at some point, you know, you, you've got things like Rowdy Energy, when it becomes, um, you know, financially, you know, successful, then then you can kind of self-fund certain things to a point, right?
4: Uh, yes and no. I mean, to me, the the Rowdy Energy thing is, um, I've got my, yeah, Rowdy Energy drink. Uh, um, some people have said, what's Rowdy Energy? And I'm like, <laughs> uh, come on, it's not that hard. Um, so uh, anyways, yeah, I started that just because I feel like I'm, I wouldn't call myself an energy drink connoisseur by, by trade, but, um, I I drink an energy drink a day and, and I'm kind of getting into my Tom Brady years. And I felt as though I wanted to start drinking something that was a little bit better for you, a little bit more natural. And so we have all natural ingredients and, uh, natural sugars and things like that. One of them is actually a sugar free drink. Um, and so it's, it's sweetened with, um, with fruit sweetener, just fruit sugars and stuff like that. So it's all natural, but Anyways, you know the the concept behind that is people are like, well, you're making tons of money. You're a sports guy, blah blah blah. You know, you don't need any more money. Yeah, sure, you're right. I don't. I'm I'm not doing this for for making money. I'm doing this for something that I enjoy drinking and that other con- uh, consumers would enjoy drinking. That's a healthier choice. It's out there for them to be able to choose to buy to, um, you know, sustain their their energy needs while also doing something healthier for their body. So. Um, that's where this is all kind of come from and what it stems off of. And, you know, the long term play, whether or not I do sponsorships down the road or whatever, um, that's to be seen. But you know, right now I'm, I'm spending, you know, millions of dollars of my own money to put this out there, to get it going. It's definitely not a money maker. And everybody's already asking me to do sponsorships. I'm like, (laughs) people, you don't understand this is my own money right now. It would basically be like me taking my wallet out and just giving you money to sponsor and putting this name on there like that would be brand recognition not sponsorship but um, maybe one day we'll get to that point it's certainly uh, an interesting model on how this whole drink business works it's very challenging all the big dogs seem to have a a david versus goliath um, mentality where they kind of hold out spots and buy up shelf space and things like that to keep the little guys out so we got to work really hard where we're at right now and um, hopefully we can do so get into some stores later on this year and especially uh, the start of next year people can can find this stuff a lot easier yeah
1: well, you know, only a couple of questions left here, but uh do, do have to ask you a little bit about uh, eNASCAR. Um, I know uh, I'm a franchised owner, and, and that's kind of how we got connected through iRacing, but uh, you've uh, kind of stepped in there with uh, JGR and their program. How important do you think eNASCAR is and, and sim racing is to uh, to the sport of NASCAR? I mean, we've got these kids that are super talented now in their teenage years, some of them competing for, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know what I mean? And, and it makes kind of NASCAR racing, ex, you know, accessible to, you uh, to anybody i mean you know what's your take on this whole uh sim racing and e nascar thing kyle
4: i think it's quite interesting you know with uh with last year it kind of starting and this year it's really kind of taken off there's a lot more viewer around it there's um there's a lot more hype around it i know many of the other drivers as well have been getting involved and in starting their own teams and stuff like that so um i think that there's a real there's a <laughs> And like anything in, in racing, you can, you can spend more money in order to go faster. And I think there's a way that you can really screw this up for, for, uh, for the, the, the little guys, if you will, you know, with, you know, the setups and how to make the cars go faster and what sim life really is versus real life and, and the racing aspect and all that. But, um, you know, past the, the complicatedness of it, it's definitely pretty cool. You know, seeing William Byron who started in the sim world and just driving on simulators and then getting into real cars and driving them and being good at it. I don't know that you see a whole lot of crossover like that very much, but um, I think Bubba Wallace took out a couple sim racers last year to go do some some legends car testing and, and getting them in the real thing and seeing how they did and stuff like that. So it's quite interesting though, you know and um, I think the sim world we use it an awful lot. It's a tool for us that we use on the on the Cup circuit. Where you know we have these million-dollar simulators, not just the um, you know the little rigs that that people have at their home that you can use. It's just a different way, just a tool that we use to try to make ourselves better, our cars better, and our setups better. And I think that that's a interesting part to our sport. But um, a lot of a lot of sponsors have been getting involved with it as well too, namely uh, Rowdy Energy. We're we're involved. We've got uh, Malik Ray who was leading the the Daytona race and doing really good and unfortunately sped on pit road for the final stop. So that kind of messed up his day. But, um, you know, it's cool to watch these guys and see what they're all doing and, um, you know, seeing the different teams that are involved in it as well.
1: Yeah. So uh, one final question before we let you go. Obviously, you won the cup championship last year, but you also won the WWE 24-7 championship. Now, I'm a big wrestling fan, man. We, we got to ask you, how, how was that as far as career highlights going? How did that all get put together with the WWE?
4: Well, that's pretty fun. It was, um, really a unique opportunity. We heard that they were in Nashville and I was like, you know, Brexit would like that. Let's go take Brexit and then go over there. And so we, we called around and, um, they, they heard it was me and they were like, Hey, how would you like to be a part of the show? And I was like, well, okay. What what does that entail? You know? So they told me about this, this piece of the 24 seven thing. And I was like, yeah, sure. You know? So we, uh, we kind of, uh, did some talking with them about what we'd like to do and, and how it, it all turned out. And so, um you know it's kind of funny how the whole situation goes down with r truth, and he's running around with this twenty four seven title and um you know if you're able to catch him in the right spot and you' got a referee in the vicinity and you can take him down and pin him then uh you know you can get the twenty four seven title so myself and michael waltrip we we got teamed up together and we were able to uh get in the right position at the right time and and take our truth down and and I was a twenty four seven champion for uh for about an hour. And then I guess while celebrating and doing some of the photo shoot and stuff like that backstage and, um, you know, doing some media stuff around it, uh, he came back up behind me and was able to take me back down and take the title back. So, uh, you know, that was kind of short lived, but it was really fun in the meantime of being able to just get out there and see the show. Brexton enjoyed it, being able to watch the wrestling that was happening. And then, um, you know, to, to, to have me be a part of it was cool.
1: Yeah. No, it was, uh, as a guy that watches, uh, WWE pretty regularly and I watch it with my daughter actually. And all of a sudden you pop up on there and everybody, you know, and there's celebrities all the time that are in there that all of a sudden you win and it was like, Oh wow, that just happened. You know, I think it was caught a lot of people by surprise. That's it's, I guess those uh, crossover opportunities got to be huge for not only you, but NASCAR, right?
4: Yeah, definitely. You know, it was, it was fun. We were, we were in Nashville for the championship awards banquet, just coming off the championship there. And then, um, you know, we Heard they were in town and went over there, and they had us be a part of the the show, you know. So it was really cool, and crossover is always good between different sports. Uh, I've been to football games before. I know my brother goes to the hockey games uh, at the at the Vegas Knights and um, you know, obviously having some guys all over that have different interests. I think Chase Elliott's in, into baseball stuff like that. So it's always cool to uh, have us kind of all all around the place, and um, you know, being in different uh, sports sections of the of the U.S
1: yeah well Kyle I uh I appreciate the time my friend I know uh, you got family day on tap and uh, you're getting ready to uh you know hit this western swing up I guess in full swing um but uh thanks for uh thanks for the time and thanks for coming on the show man
4: absolutely no problem man appreciate it good talking with you and um hopefully we can turn our season around get back in the right direction you're going to be the, the forefoot of that
1: all right thanks a lot man well not every day you get uh, Mr. Kyle Bush on the show. Big thanks to Kyle and his team, and uh, good friends there at uh, Joe Gibbs Racing for for helping set that uh, set that up. Uh, Kyle, definitely, uh, you know he's he, you know part uh, part of the eNASCAR program there with iRacing. Obviously, uh, just you know killing it at the NASCAR level, having uh, some struggles to start out the year. But uh, if anybody's going to bounce back and be a threat for the championship, you know it's going to be Kyle Bush. Um, but um, one of those interviews uh not very often uh, you get a chance to have a guy like uh Kyle Busch on the show very very thankful for that you know and uh you start looking at his career arc and he's a guy who'll drive anything uh loves being behind the wheel of race cars um, but he's parlayed that, into even at a young age, becoming a team owner and and, and putting together programs for younger drivers, and, uh, you know, now he's an entrepreneur, business uh, model, you know, he, he's got businesses, he's, you know, it's just it's really, really amazing to see what he's been able to accomplish, uh, not only in his NASCAR career, but as a motorsports businessman in general. Um, not often do you see that uh you know that forward thinking um you know and, and the investments that he's done and really building things for the future and uh when you you know when you get a driver who can do all that and you can see things and not only that but he kills it on the track i mean he he's that guy where he shows up and uh you know you expect him to be a top five guy, and when he's not it's actually a, that's the story right when he when he's not winning that's the story i mean How many guys get a bounty on their head for a NASCAR race because he's been so dominant? They throw out money to try and see if somebody can actually catch him. I mean, like, that's crazy. He's that good. And, you know, to have him on the show you know, he's absolutely future hall of famer. Uh, just, uh, uh, so awesome to be able to catch up with, uh, with Kyle Bush today here on the show and, uh, really thankful to be able to do that interview. And, uh, you know, hopefully at some point, uh, we can in the future, you know, big fan of him and his wife too, man. She kills it. Absolutely kills it. You know, she's a big part there of KBM and things like that. And, um, you know, just, uh, awesome, awesome, good people. And, uh, stoked to be able to, you know, have him on the show and, uh, you know, and, and just, uh, you know, just talk for, uh, for a while. So, uh, good stuff. Good stuff. So uh, we are going to uh, take a short commercial break here on the show. We come back. Uh, we're going to wind up hour number one. This is our power hour on Sirius XM. And uh, then we're going to move on to hour number two. We're going to have uh, uh, Alexis DeGioia, uh Steve Torrance, Matt Martelli with the Mint 400. Man, it is a stack show today. We are just getting started right here on the Gentle Tire Down and Dirty Show powered by Polaris Razor.
8: Remember in the beginning? We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline
7: now. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. That's 800-957-6063.
9: Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedar sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California
1: Welcome back here to the General Tire Down and Dirty Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Thanks to everybody tuning in uh, on Sirius XM Channel 211, Dan Patrick Radio. Uh, Yes, this is going to conclude our power hour of the show. But, uh, yeah, those of you that want to catch hour number two and you're tuning in on Sirius XM Channel 211, hit us up on Apple Podcasts uh, or downanddirtyshow.com. You can catch the second half of the show there. Um, And, uh, I don't know. Bunch of other places as well. Those of you tuning in on the uh, Sports Byline Network and uh, the American Forces Network and all our local affiliates, you know what? You guys are in store for hour number two. That is right. We're not going anywhere. We got a lot coming up. Uh, Alexis DeJoria, we got Steve Torrance we've got Matt Martelli talking Mint 400 and um we got news maybe we'll do th- some fan questions some Q&As hit me up at Beaver 15 and uh, we will definitely get those questions all answered in our number 2 but uh, I just got to reflect back man Kyle Bush on the show uh man and we uh that's that's a bucket list one for me it's a bucket list interview right there uh not often you get uh, Kyle Bush on the show and uh um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of stoked on that, you know, and, uh, not only that I'm stoked. This is a good show. It's a good week. we got to talk a little bit about mid 400. We'll talk that, uh, coming up out of the break. We have obviously, we've got Matt Martelli on too, but, um, MMA fighters, man, Cowboy Cerrone is going off road racing. Oh, wow. We got, you want to talk about a wild card, man. Cowboy, that guy'll do anything, and you gotta think. I gotta think he's gonna be probably pretty competitive uh, at the Mint Four Hundred. So yeah, I mean Josh Koscheck, another MMA legend, he's gonna be racing the Mint Four Hundred as well. Like man, we got some legit uh, AAA MMA fighters, and uh, they're gonna be converging on Las Vegas for the Mint Four Hundred. You want to talk about some big news? We got all of that coming up in hour number two, right here on the show. Because uh, man. We, we, this is going to be a massive, massive week ahead. So stay tuned here to the General Tire Down and Dirty Show powered by Polaris Razor. We're going to dissect it all coming up after this.
6: Follow us on iHeartRadio Talk and stay in touch 24-7. A special news and update station you control. That's iHeartRadio.com slash talk.
5: Thanks for tuning in to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, available live online in syndication on networks across the U.S. and available internationally on the American Forces Network.
1: Welcome back here to the General Tire Down and Dirty Show, powered by Polaris Razor. You know, I got an interesting statistic here. I guess we're kicking off hour number two in a real big way, right? Immediately jumping right into things. Uh, I was reading something on cord cutting. And uh, to be truthfully, last week, I actually cut the cord on my TV service. DirecTV sent me a $233 bill. I whacked it and said, no, this is a bunch of crap. No more. Come get your stuff. Switch to Hulu with live TV. I can still get uh, 99% of my motorsports, and uh, life is definitely going to be good. So I started looking into things. I'm like, how many people are out there like me? They're Frustrated, pissed off. You know, obviously, live streaming's become huge in motorsports. Um and I started looking and uh, I, I found some t- statistics. So in twenty eighteen there was ninety point three million people in this country um or in the households paying for television via satellite cable, et cetera, right? Last year it dropped to eighty-six and a half million. So basically a four four, five, actually five, I believe, five million drop. And then it dropped again to eighty-two million um, estimates this year. So it's like almost 9 million people in two years have cut, cut the cord. Um, looking at cord cutting adults, it's gone from 33 million to 45. So there's actually been a 12 million person increase in cord cutting. So I guess, uh, that includes non pay TV households and things like that. People getting over the air. Um, but, uh, 12 million adult increase, uh, have cut the cord. So like you're seeing this convergence where, you know, you've got uh non pay TV uh, and pay TV. And it looks like um, about 2024, it's actually going to become even where you've got the same amount of people in this country with paid TV services versus live stream services and things like that. Hulu, Netflix, things like that. So um, I don't know. It's one of those where it kind of hit me. I've started consuming my motorsports differently. Things like Supercross I now watch uh, on an app. Uh, things like uh, IndyCar I now watch on an app. Uh, you know, I watch King of the Hammers on an app. I watch the Mint 400. I'm doing the TV show for it, but I generally would watch it on an app. Like I feel like everything's shifting. It's big industry shift now. And, uh, I don't know, something, uh, something to look out for in 2020 as uh, things continue to increase on the live streaming front. But uh, I guess that's the way to kick off hour number two, right? Uh, we're going to take a short commercial break. And uh, we come back. I'm going to have uh, Alexis DeJoria right here on the Gentle Tire Down and Dirty Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Don't go anywhere. Packing as much adrenaline and adventure as you can handle into high-performance all-wheel drive and rear-wheel drive Subaru rally cars is where the fun begins at Dirtfish. Just 30 minutes outside of Seattle in Snoqualmie, you'll get a chance to train up to three full days with some of the country's best instructors and be put through the high-octane rush of rally on mud, dirt, and tarmac. Get started today and call 425-888-7715 or visit us online at DirtFish.com and use code 911 for a 15% discount.
0: Life is all about sound, the sound of sports, the sound of the racetrack, and the sound of your vehicle. Don't drive around listening to this. Drive around listening to the sound of performance. Gibson Performance. Gibson Performance Exhaust is the company who can turn this into this. Remember that life is all about sound, and Gibson Exhaust is the sound of performance. Check out your next catback exhaust system, headers, muffler, or UTV Exhaust at GibsonPerformance.com and get more power and more sound.
5: Like what you hear? Catch all the back episodes of the Down and Dirty Radio Show on Apple Podcast. And be sure to rate, review, and subscribe.
1: All right, welcome back here to the General Tire Down and Dirty Show powered by Polaris Razor. And uh, yeah, so like I said before, I was on site out at NHRA in Phoenix uh, for the second round of... um, the NHRA series it's got a phenomenal relationship with the NHRA. Uh, so I was out there on site doing some interviews, also just taking it all in, doing some social media influencer stuff, having a lot of fun. That's the biggest thing, fun, right? NHRA is fun for me. Um, love going out there. So I uh, was able to catch up with a couple of drivers next couple of weeks, We'll be sprinkling in some of those interviews and things like that. But uh, uh, one of those drivers, this has been one I've wanted to do for a long time. She stepped away from drag racing for a couple of years. Now she's back. And I was able to catch up with her there in Phoenix. And uh, so if you hear some background noise, stuff like that, literally had a microphone plugged into my phone. That's the way I do these on site. So, you know, it's not quite un- quite uh, studio quality, but uh, solid interview. Um, definitely, uh, I think you guys are going to enjoy this one. So uh, this is me on site uh, at Phoenix at uh, the NHRA event with uh, Alexis DeJoria. All right, out here at uh, Phoenix with uh, Alexis DeJoria. Uh, I guess welcome back would be uh, first off, coming off, uh, I guess, uh, I don't want to call it your debut, but I guess come back last, a uh, couple of weeks ago, but uh, welcome back.
12: Yeah, thank you. So happy to be back and, and back at this racetrack where I got my first Nitro win.
1: So uh, I, I got to ask, I know uh, we burning a little rust off. You missed the pit earlier today, right, when you were walking by?
12: <laughs> I was in a deep conversation with a fan about our, our beer sponsor, uh abk beer out of bavaria it's the oldest brewery in the world from 1308 so i was doing a little bit of sales so it was was for a good cause (laughs) no no extra walking ever hurt me
1: so uh you know that being said i mean uh, obviously back this year i know it's uh you know kind of tell us about coming back this year i know taking a little bit of time off it was always planned to come back but uh is there ever that little uh you know kind of scratch in the back of your brain when you do leave like hey i know i'm going to come back but there's going to be a process to coming back i mean how's this whole transition been back into the driver's seat
12: uh, of course it was difficult uh, making that decision but it was a necessary decision when you have such a, a rad team when you have tommy delago as a crew chief nikki bonafane you're you're driving for um kalita motorsports you have the best team the best car the best sponsor and stepping away from that is beyond words. It's, it was really, really hard. But um, also, I'm a mom, and I had to make a decision where, you know, if I was going to step away, this was the time to do it. My daughter was 16, or turning 16, and I, it was a pivotal moment for me. I needed to be there for her. So if I could make it happen, I was going to do it. And, uh, I, yeah, so that was it.
1: Well, and, you know, and, and it looks like coming back this year, like you said, she's I think she's in college now. You know, the time was right. On her way to college. Okay. Uh, one more year. <laughs> one more year. But, uh, you know, the timing was right. Obviously, Dell came into the picture. Like, it seems, it seems like stars kind of aligned for this year.
12: It really did. Uh, it's something we discussed, you know, over the years about possibly doing in the future and seemed like the right time again <laughs> where everything just seemed to line up, all the planets. Uh, incredible to be able to work with these guys. Dell's been my, my mentor since day one. Uh, he was my first crew chief, my teammate, and uh, and Nikki Bonafani. I've worked with him since day one at Calida Motorsports, and, and even beyond that, in alcohol funny car, we ran his clutches, so his clutch disc. So it, it's it's been like a nice, you know, kind of family reunion, honestly.
1: So, you know, in the two years, obviously two years isn't a long time to be off, you know, and, uh, you know, coming back. But, you know, is, is there anything you forgot? You know, I mean, the first hit when you got behind the wheel and you know what I mean? It, it was there anything, you know, was there any surprises? You're like, oh, I forgot about that.
12: Uh, the speed, really. I'm not being in a race car for two years. Uh, this Getting acclimated to the speed was the biggest thing for me. You know, you forget I think uh, doing it consistently, going over 300 miles an hour, 24 weekends out of the year, your brain gets used to it. You slow things down and, uh, you know, you can pick everything out. But those first couple runs were like, oh, wow. OK, this is why I do this. I, you know, it's, it was a nice surprise. And um, yeah, I'm just I'm happy to be back in that seat.
1: Well, you know, and, and going into uh, Pomona, obviously, you knew you were going to be pretty quick. You're going to be competitive this year. I mean, you know, I, I got to think, you know, the way you guys ran there, that, that's got to kind of be considered a win, right? I mean, finishing in the top four, you guys had to be uh, pretty excited about that and the prospects for the entire season.
12: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, you know, we're not new. None of these, this, this team is new out here. Um, so, of course, we were going in very charged and, and competitive. To be able to go to the semifinals was a huge win for us, our first race back. I, my first race back. The guys, these guys never stopped, but my first race back to go to the semis was incredible. Um, but, you know, we're just going to try to build on consistency. We're not the fastest car right now, but we will be.
1: So here's a question. How has the NHRA changed in the two years you've been gone? I mean, coming back, obviously Funny Car is as competitive as it's ever been, but uh, has there been any big changes, you know in, the, in, you know, in the processes and in the sport and the competition in the past two years?
12: Uh, I believe they've tried to slow the cars down a little bit, rev limiters and whatnot. It's a little different at the top end. Uh, I don't know if it's any safer because they're a little bit harder to drive um, with that on there because it's starting to spin the tires down track. But I know they don't want us going 340 miles an hour, unfortunately, because <laughs> I was excited to get back and be able to run like that. Um, you know, there's just a couple teams that have, have done clo- been close to running that or have run that. But... Um, yeah, so you never know. We keep we keep stepping on it and, and uh the cars keep getting faster no matter what they seem to throw at us.
1: Well, and I know you did an interview with the NHRA, and you kind of talked about, you know, you stepping away. Courtney Force was kind of carrying the torch for, for women in Funny Car, and now she's stepped away. You're back. You know, do you feel any pressure? Because, uh, you know, I know you'd love to deliver that first, uh, you know, championship for women in, in Funny Car.
12: Uh, it would be huge, but obviously there's a stiff competition out here. I've got a lot of great competitors, and uh, it's, it's not an easy feat by any means. Um, if I could be the first one to do it, um, my God, it would be a dream come true.
1: So how, you know, obviously been off, now you're back. How are you preparing yourself for this long grind? I know here at the start of the season we've got some breaks in between, then you hit that summer stretch, and it's like game on every single week and you're on the road. I mean, is there anything you've had to do to kind of get back into the grind of things, of the NHRA grind?
12: I miss the travel. I've been traveling since I was a kid with my dad. He's always been a traveler. He can't stay in one place for very long, so I welcome it. This is what I live for.
1: So what's it going to take to put it on top out here at Phoenix?
12: Oh, man. Uh, we don't know. We'll Another see. Question. Yeah, exactly. Uh, hopefully make two good runs today uh, down the track. Tomorrow looks like a washout, unfortunately. Uh, but you never know. Weather changes. Uh, we're just going to try to make the best runs we can today, get it down the, down the racetrack, and see what happens.
1: Well, I appreciate the interview, Alexis. Good luck this weekend.
12: Thank you. So yeah, that
1: was uh, Alexis DeJoria there uh, at Phoenix um and uh, you know, I got to tell you it's kind of an interesting concept when you come to Funny Car because Eric Anders has been phenomenal. Um you know, in uh in Pro stock, you got look at bikes, you got uh, um Angel who has been phenomenal there. We had her on the show uh what was it uh in of uh, in the last year, right? um you look at uh, top fuel you've had countless amazing female drivers i mean leah pruitt's there now you got britney force but um you know you want to talk championships you know angel has got them on bikes you got uh erica there on uh you know in uh pro stock and you look at uh, top fuel and uh, britney force was able to get one a couple of years ago You look at Funny Car, and for some reason, Courtney Force wasn't able to seal the deal. You've got uh, now you've got uh, Alexis. Uh, She's been there a while, and uh, you know I think there's a little bit of a chip on these uh, women's shoulders. Like, hey, we need to get this deal done. We need to make it. We we need to make it happen. We you know sign, seal, deliver this deal. And for some odd reason, uh, it's the weird division that it just hasn't quite happened yet. And I think uh, Alexis could be that person to. to get over the hump there. But uh, I think she's got a little bit of weight on her shoulders, man. It's an interesting thing when you start talking about NHRA and you start talking about that, you know, because I I do feel like um, it's the one division of the NHRA where women have countless wins. They just haven't been able to get that championship for some reason. And uh, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's just kind of a, a interesting, interesting, you know, kind of story beneath the story there. And uh, you gotta love NHRA though, as as a whole. You want to talk about a, a series that has completely embraced everyone, male, female. It, it doesn't matter. They they've brought everybody in, and there's so many stars, uh, you know, that are on the same level. You know what I mean? I, I think that's what I love is that uh, you look at the NHRA and they're just looked at as drivers. The NASCAR always been. Oh, there's that one female driver that does really well. Um, you know, Danica Patrick, Haley Deegan's now that girl. You know, even when Danica was doing um IndyCar, it was that way. She shows up, and it, there's a big story there. You know, it's like Danica, the girl, right? NHRA, they don't look at uh, female drivers as girls, they're just drivers. Uh, Leah, Brittany Force, Alexis pulls up to the line, Erica, Angel doesn't matter, you know what I mean? They're They're just another racer, and I think that's what's rad, that's what's always had me. Pumped, excited, whatever you want to talk about, respect the NHRA because uh, they've really, really have been at the forefront of the women's movement in motorsport. And uh, nobody's going to argue that. I think the proof is there. A lot of uh, series can say that. NHRA has done that. And I think to me, that's, that's a massive, massive deal. And, uh, great to see Alexis back. You know, she's uh, definitely, uh, one of the personalities that everybody loves. Um, you know, she's got a rich history in the NHRA, uh, obviously stepping away from the sport for the right reasons. Absolutely. Um, but I think she's been welcomed back with open, open arms and, uh, to come out of the gate, like she did there in SoCal at the opener and, uh, and you know, and put together the runs that she did. Uh, you know, sometimes there's a little bit of rust. And uh, Alexis, absolutely no rust. Obviously, we opened up that interview talking about her rust. It was it was a funny joke because she literally was in, engaged in this conversation. All her pit crew was there. I was there. She walked by, didn't even look. Just continued to walk by. She walked by about a hundred yards later. She turned around. and, went, Oh crap! I missed my pit. And uh, that was what we were laughing about. You know what I mean? A little bit of rust, as in like couldn't find her pit, like rookie mistakes, stuff. It was a, it was a joke. So uh, that, that she understood where I was going with it, but it was funny. Anyways, uh, yeah, good talking to her. Good having her on the show. We are going to uh, take a short commercial break right here on the General Tire Down and Dirty Show powered by Polaris Razor, and we're keeping at it with drag racing because my boy, Mr. Steve Torrance of them Capco boys, he's on the show next right here. Don't go anywhere.
7: That's 800-472-5145. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets?
5: Thanks for tuning in to the down and dirty radio show available live online in syndication on networks across the U S and available internationally on the American forces network.
1: Welcome back here to the general tire down and dirty show powered by Polaris razor would like to, uh, Uh, We're going to shift gears uh, and uh, go, I guess, down the NHRA route even further. We're shifting gears from third into fourth now. But uh, I was actually out there at Phoenix and caught up with another good friend of mine. This is one of my dear friends in the NHRA, uh, Steve Torrance. You know, two time world champ. Uh, Went down to the wire with Brittany Force. Could have been three. Um, The most dominant driver of the past three seasons, hands down, in any division in the NHRA. And uh, just an absolute, uh, just a class dude. Love Steve Torrance. Always fun catching up with him. And uh, this is a little bit more mellower of a Steve. We were sitting there, um, back of his motorhome, kind of hanging out. And like I said, live audio from NHRA. Might be some background noise. Um, But uh, I think you guys are going to enjoy this interview. Here's Steve Torrance. All right, out here at uh, NHRA Phoenix with my brother Steve Torrance, and uh, Steve, I guess uh, the opening round of the NHRA for you, uh, I think you made the entire top fuel field mighty happy a couple weeks ago by uh, skipping on Pomona.
2: Yeah, I I probably did, um, or at least it's flattering to think that I did, but uh, you know, the Capco boys, we got some really competitive cars, I hope that we can skip that race and come into Phoenix and and get started here, and, and really not miss a beat, but it was unfortunate. We had some things that were keeping us from getting everything resolved, but we missed that one, but we're here swinging. We, left, we came out and tested. We left our stuff here, and so I think it's, it's well acclimated to the Phoenix weather. Well, I think my favorite part
1: of that whole thing was is the press release that came out was signed from Mama K. And I said, you know, there, there's people putting out a press release, and then there's Mama K putting her name on a press release, and anytime time that happens, I think at an instant it's like, all right, they're serious.
2: Yeah, we're the boss. Me and Billy are the bosses at Capco. Mama is the boss over here at Torrance Racing. So she uh, she put that out, and, and, you know, we all stand behind her decision and what's going on. So definitely it was an exclamation point at the end of that press release to have Mama K written.
1: So that being said, you mentioned your dad. I see uh, Billy, he's racing this weekend too, right? We've got a couple of Capco cars uh, in action.
2: Yeah, the uh, – the cool thing is, is, is he's the defending event champion, and I, I won the year before, so we're gonna try to to come back and keep it three in a row with the Torrance team, and just see what we can do. But man, those guys did an unbelievable job last year with the car that they had and him driving. So we need to have him out here. We need to try to try to help the fields as much as possible, and, and just get some fan support.
1: Well, and you know- I. I got a feeling, you know, you guys roll up, and it's not just you. It's uh, it's your dad, Billy, and you're both uh, defending, you know, event champions past two years. And uh, you guys got to think you got, you know, you got the red shirt on right now, but you got a hell of a target on your back, Steve.
2: Yeah, I always wear a silver belly hat, but I'm beginning to think I need to switch to black because I am the bad guy out here. Um, yeah, it, it's, you know, it's, it's a different vantage point. You're either on the bottom of the mountain shooting towards the top or you're on the top of the mountain shooting down and right now we're on the top of the mountain and and everybody's got a good square shot at us so we just got to do the best we can and try to maintain that position back-to-back championships are one championship's difficult but to do two of them in a row is even more and so these these guys that work on both of these teams are, are very well seasoned in in handling the stress and knowing what it takes to be a champion and so I got a lot of uh, support behind my back.
1: Well, you know, all that being said, too, you know, off season, obviously, uh, you know, you guys skip Pomona. We know you're going to be quick here in Phoenix, but you guys have, you know, won just about everything the past couple of years. And, uh, you know, everybody else has been doing their homework this offseason. Everybody's trying to bring a bigger gun to the fight. You know, uh, what have you guys been doing this off season to prepare yourselves? Because, you know, they're bringing it.
2: We honestly, we work all day in and day out to try to keep the, the competition level at, at at the peak. And I mean if you're not making steps forward in in both of the fuel classes you know you're staying stagnant these guys will not only pass you up but they'll pass you up really quickly so we we consistently work on different clutch management systems and 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 things to try to make a little more power we're all limited to what we can do but it's just how you finesse it and how you get it to uh, get down that racetrack and i think that we learned a lot in the test session here in phoenix uh a few weeks ago or a month ago now and i think that Given the conditions that we may have on Sunday with, with the, t- the possibility of rain Saturday and then cooler temperature Sunday, I think that the fans are definitely going get, to get some good head-to-head racing. That's going to be some throw-down times. I mean, I think that you may have three or four rounds in the 60s.
1: Well, you know, all that being said, we got uh, kind of, I don't know, it's cloudy today, a little bit cooler. We got uh, kind of breezy. Tomorrow's supposed to be rain. I mean, is all this weather, does any of it affect you guys and your approach to the weekend?
2: Yeah, it changes everything that we do. I mean, we, we have onboard monitoring systems to what to, to monitor the weather. We monitor the track temps. We keep track of everything that's going on. So it'll be tricky. I think that we have enough data here from years past that we'll have something to go off of on Q1. And then after that, you just need to make a good representative run. That way you, you, you set yourself up for a good position in Q2 to go out there, be back of the pack, and really try to stand on it we need to try to go number one today depending on what what the weather does tomorrow you may not have an opportunity
1: so switching gears here a little bit we talked plenty of NHRA, but uh, I know uh, you got some big news uh, looks like you're going going to be doing a little bit of cake testing here in the next week man congratulations on that
2: yeah I got informed of that just earlier today that that I got a cake testing on Tuesday so uh, I got engaged over the off season and and it's really a really neat opportunity to marry my best friend, so I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a lot of fun. I've been giving everybody a little bit of a joke and saying that I've been working my butt off preparing for a wedding, which I haven't done anything, so um, At least you're honest. You're honest. yeah, yeah, I, I did my part. I asked her to marry me, now she can handle the rest, but it'll be fun, and, and I'm looking forward to it, and we'll get that done here pretty quick.
1: So uh, looking forward to this season, obviously, you know, you guys miss opening round um, man, we, we, we're we just kind of getting fired up. I know NHRA is a weird one where we got a couple of weeks where you run an event, get some time off, run an event, and then we hit that summer stretch, man, and it's a grind every single day. How are you guys uh, gearing up for that?
2: I don't know if you gear up for it or you just get ready to endure it because the summer months we typically have nine races in 11 weeks, and it, it's grueling. And so when you're on the road that much, you just – you really appreciate the first part of the season where you have a couple weeks off and, and are not back-to-back every weekend. But I think that you know more fans will be able to come out during the summer months and enjoy the races, so I think that's why they do it. But it, it definitely is grueling on us teams that travel the road.
1: Well, and uh, you know, I think uh, you know, one thing I've always liked, too, you're telling me you guys are firing on all uh, cylinders there at uh, Capco and Kilgore, too.
2: Yeah, business is, is doing really well right now. This is typically our slow time of year. Uh, but but we've been able to stay, you know, fortunately busy throughout the, the winter months, and it's it's not cold there. It's cool, but it's wet and muddy, so it's been some difficult working conditions, and all those guys that, that are working day in and day out to keep us out here, we're, we're ever so grateful for them, and hopefully I can go home with a Wally to just show them a little bit of the love for the support they give us.
1: So the most important question of the day, how the hell was a hunting this winter?
2: Man, the hunting was pretty good i didn't I didn't harvest anything, but I definitely hid out for a few weeks and didn't see anybody so uh, I enjoyed it and I think the older you get, you realize that when you do harvest an animal, all the work starts then so i I've kind of diverted my attention from just harvesting animals to to watching them. Uh, but I enjoyed I enjoy the time off. We have a place down in South Texas, and we're able to get away and I think now the phone may actually work, but I still tell everybody it doesn't, and I go there and turn it off and hide. It's
1: funny you say that, because we go up a place in northern Arizona, same thing. We've always told everybody for years, and I, I guess I'm throwing myself under the bus here, but yeah, there, there's no uh, there's no cell service, you know? You just turn the thing off and pretend like there's not. Well, there's actually really good cell service. <laughs> now there's actually internet up there, you know, with 3G, but yeah. we're still telling everybody, no, nah, it don't work doesn't out. Hurt.
2: doesn't work. It's, it's this phone I have doesn't work, you know? Maybe yours does, but mine doesn't, so... Yeah, that's how you get away, and, and sometimes that, that's what you need to recharge and, and just get your batteries back going because between work, between racing, and, and just living a hectic schedule, sometimes you just need to get away.
1: So, uh, you know, what, uh, what's the approach uh, here? You and uh, you and Billy, you end up lining up uh, against each other, say in one of the opening rounds or something like that. What's, uh, what's the approach here? It's uh, gloves off always with you two, right?
2: There is no different approach with my dad than there is with anybody. I'm here to chop his head off and win the race and talk trash to him all the way home because unlike the other opponents that we race out here and we go back to being friends, I live across the street. I work with Billy every day, and the trash talk just doesn't go away. So whoever wins has bragging rights until the next time. So, I got. I mean, if I pair up with BT in the other lane, it's just – it's it's – bare knuckles brawl it's a must win right it's a must win situation
1: all right thanks a lot steve always fun having you on the show brother
2: yes sir thank you guys
1: Mr. Steve Torrance. Always fun catching up with him. Uh, like I said, one of my dear friends, one of my best friends in the NHRA, him and Antron Brown. Uh, just uh, amazing, amazing people. And uh, yeah, we're going to shift gears though. Mid 400, Matt Martelli up after this here on the General Tire Down and Dirty Show powered by Polaris Razor. If this
0: were just any door and this were just any ignition connected to just any transmission, in just any vehicle, then perhaps it would be okay to buy it from just anyone. But this is not just any car. It's a certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz. Every detail has been inspected and road tested by highly skilled Mercedes-Benz technicians. And it's all backed by an unlimited mileage warranty, which makes the decision of where to buy one simple. Your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer. The certified pre-owned sales event going on now through March 7th. Come in today and enjoy a credit of up to $1,500 towards your first two payments through Mercedes-Benz Financial Services. Because in the end, it's absolute confidence in genuine Mercedes-Benz parts, or it isn't. It's either Mercedes-Benz certified pre-owned, or it isn't.
11: See your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer for complete details and limitations on credit towards your first two months payment and certified pre-owned warranties.
7: That's 800-470-7113
3: products they offer increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term
5: you're listening to the down and dirty radio show powered by polaris razor all killer and no filler
1: Welcome back to the General Tire Down and Dirty Show, powered by Polaris Razor. I'd like to welcome my uh, my brother, Matt Martelli, to the line, who uh, is uh, getting ready to uh, head to his uh, new home in Las Vegas for the next couple of weeks. we got the Mint 400. We're about one week out from that, Matt. And I know uh, you've kind of become like a pseudo-Vegas transplant, I think, at this point, dude.
13: Hey, yeah, it's definitely my second home. And, you know, it's great. I, I love that town, man. I love the history of Vegas. The people are awesome, and you know me, dude. I, I navigate by food, so there's there's killer restaurants there too. So got, kind of got the best of everything.
1: You know, you mentioned old Vegas, you know what I mean, and, like, the history of that city. So one thing I like, well, not only about Vegas, because there's some rad history there, but the Mint, you know, you want to talk about an event like that, and I, I look at that, and, I mean, you know, that, that's one of the... I guess you talk about legacies in motorsports, and I mean, I could it's definitely got to be a top five in this country as far as I'm concerned it's, as far as motorsports events. It's a Indy, Daytona, uh, Pikes Peak. You know, I got to think you talk about legacies in motorsports in this country. The Mint 400 to me has got to rank right up there in maybe the top five or six you know and and you guys have been it's not all forward looking you know it's you guys always nod back to the history of the event and you bring in some of the past people that have been a part of it you know you play up the history of the event I think that's what makes things special I mean things down on Fremont the whole old Vegas feel like it's been Mm. really rad that you guys have been able to make the modernize an event that's got a legacy like it is but still stay true to the roots you know
13: Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's one of the top three motorsports events in the country because, you know, it is the Great American Off-Road Race. I mean, this this started, the first race officially was in 1968. But in 1967, you know, the, the founders sent two buggies from Las Vegas over to Reno as a publicity stunt. And that's what spawned this race is that was so successful that, you know, the very next year we were racing um, pretty much simultaneously with the birth of the Ball One Thousand. So, you know, for us, it's it's really cool that we we get the opportunity to carry the history of this race forward and to and to really curate it and, and shepherd it. But man, I, I love the history. You know, and we keep the guys who the race and were who raced in the race previously you know, close because they're all part of this. They're part of the DNA of not just the mint, but the mint really spawned off-road culture globally.
1: Oh, it definitely, it definitely did. I mean, you know, you even got the Hollywood ties and things like that. I mean, there's been movies kind of, uh, you know, about the event and around the event. And I mean, it's just, uh, you know, I know you guys had Bryce Menzies uh, not too long ago on the show, and we were talking about things, but, uh, you know, as an NFL player, retired. He said, well, they go, what are you going to do in retirement? He goes, I want to go to the Mint 400. You know, I, like, to me, it's yeah. got that feel. Like, people, all these mainstream celebrities, athletes, personalities, uh, you know, they all want to come to the Mint at some point, you know, and it's, it's become a bucket list thing. It's like a rite of passage almost.
13: Yeah, no, that was, that was really cool, and that was Kyle Long who, you know, said that in an interview. And, of course, our Google Alerts blew up and all of our friends started sending us screen screen grabs of of different social media that had picked it up. So we reached out to him and, you know, he was super stoked. And um, we actually took him for a ride in Bryce's brand-new Mason four-wheel drive trophy truck. And, you know, he was blown away, as he should be. I mean, that's one of seven of those trucks that's ever been built. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, like I always say more people, a lot of trucks. So it's a very, very special thing, but yeah, you know, I think that that's one of the cool things about the legacy of the mint 400 is it's always had actors and athletes and musicians, um, involved in it. And, you know, and we want to continue to carry that forward. I mean, um, because it just helps all of us. Bringing attention to off-road racing benefits the l- little guys as well, because it brings more business into off-road racing in the form of sponsorship support. It brings more fans and more eyeballs, and and that's good. It's actually really important to us as we, you know, operate forward and and have to fight for our um, open land. It gives us some horsepower to turn back on, you know, the government and other people who. We have to work with to keep these lands open. So, you know, if we, if we continue to grow and, and we're high profile, we'll be in good shape. But if we, uh, you know, if we splash, you know, it's going to be a problem. But, you know, fortunately, you know me, dude, we, we only have one way and it's full throttle. You know, shift it into fourth gear and drop the hammer and let's go.
1: Well, you know, let's go. We are uh, we're right out a week out. I can't even say a week out at this point because festivities kick off really Wednesday uh, there at the Mint. But, uh, man, I mean, uh, you know, you want to talk about full throttle. The next week ahead is definitely going to be full throttle. I know, uh, you know, things uh, a little bit different. You guys have added some stuff. Obviously, uh, I'm just looking at the schedule, Matt. There's not a day that goes by that there isn't something massive. You start Wednesday with a parade. They're on Fremont. I mean, uh, Thursday there's qualifying. Uh, We've got uh, what Thursday evening. We've got uh, you know the pit crew challenge. Uh, You know you move into racing on Friday. I mean uh, Friday and Saturday racing. I know you guys both you guys changed those a little bit, but it actually is going to make for longer races, which I think all the racers are going to like. Man, it's uh, it's full throttle all week long. Something for everybody every single day. Throwing a bunch of kids
13: and youth racing. Man, it's it's a packed week. Yeah, I mean that that was our goal, and is to continue to fill the schedule and and include as many racers and fans as we can so yeah you're right i mean it's, it, it starts wednesday with the, the parade down las vegas boulevard which is going to be awesome we've got jesse hughes uh um with um uh you know with his motorcycle he's going to lead the the actual race jesse is the, the lead singer of eagles of death metal who are are going to be playing on thursday night after the pit crew challenge a, a giant free concert it's going to be awesome um, so, you know, he's gonna be alongside our, our Grand Marshal, Bruce Myers, which is, you know, really cool. He Bruce is a friend of mine and you know, obviously he's known for inventing the Myers Manx and yeah. and winning the ball thousand overall in that vehicle. So he's pretty much the, the godfather of off road culture. It's like when you think about driving down the beach in your buggy with your your blonde next to you and your surfboards, he's the one who created that dream. So I'm pretty excited to have him with us. And you know, he's uh, he's 91 years young. So it's pretty cool that, you know, he's willing to come out and, and really just party with us.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's, you talk Bruce Myers, and I'm not saying the sport of off-road wouldn't have at some point happened. Uh, but without Bruce Myers, man, I got to tell you the landscape, especially in the early years, would have been drastically different. That's rad to have a guy like that back, man. I mean, anybody that's uh, old school off road or that really loves and cares about the history of the sport. I mean, Bruce Myers, man, he's he's as legend as they come.
13: Yeah, I mean, he was actually like the legend of the legends. It's really yeah. funny because uh, uh, Garner and McLean were really emulating him as they got into. So, you know, um, that's what's cool about Bruce is Bruce was the original cool guy of off-road. I mean, he really did make it glamorous and cool and, uh, you know, really defined a a culture. And, you know, the vehicle that he built really changed everything and, and was knocked off by hundreds of different companies and still has influence today with vehicles. So. You know, I, I'm stoked to have him. Um, he was one of our legends on Legends Rally. So I got to know him through that and just a really cool person with, you know, an amazing, uh, you know, he's had an amazing life and I'm, I'm really glad that, that we can have him here to show him a little bit of respect and, you know, show him like this is the result of, of this crazy idea that he had as a young man. Uh, it's, it's led to this. So it, it's really fun for us to share that with him. Yeah, well, you know,
1: let's talk a little bit about the race because uh, you know, obviously, you got Bruce Myers coming in. We've we've talked about you know you got a bunch of MMA fighters coming in. I mean, uh, Josh Koscheck, we got Cowboy Cerrone. Like this is uh, just the entries. You start looking down, and I mean, this is a, a fun, fun cast of characters you guys have assembled for this race, Matt.
13: Yeah, I mean, look, it's cool because that's the Mint. The Mint is 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 very, you know, it's really the most serious off road race there is in terms of competition. There is no other race that gets this level of competition in every, in every class. So let's start there with giving a nod to, you know, the, the respective champions, you know, Lofton's back to defend his title. You know, he's got a field of just murderers. And, and this year we have uh, five four wheel drive trucks injured um, that, you know, really it's going to be a war to see if that platform can prove itself out. And, you know, we're going 400. Class. It's going to be, uh, one of the most difficult mints to finish in, in the last six years. So just finishing is going to be a feat in any class. So, you know, there, there's a, there's a wild and diverse character set. And yeah, like you were alluding to, you know, the zero one celebrity car is, you know, what we're now calling team BMF because it's Cowboy Cerrone. It's Brian T. City. And it is uh, Jesse Hughes from Eagles of Death Metal. So you got a rock and roller with two MMA fighters uh, sandwiched on both sides. That, that car is just, it's gonna be a blast. So, you know, that one alone is gonna be a, a blast. And then, yeah, like you were saying, Josh Koscheck, former UFC fighter is, is racing with us. He is part of the uh, military challenge, which we put together to help raise funds and awareness for our veterans in active duty military. Um, it's a, it's a cause that's very close to my brother and I, um, as we both live very close to camp Pendleton, we, we see these guys come back from combat every day. And a lot of people don't realize that we're still in multiple wars and uh, we've got to really go out of our way to support these guys. I mean, everybody talks about, you know, being American and, and And having pride, well, this is your opportunity. Get off your ass and donate you know a hundred percent of the proceeds go to charities that benefit the army navy Air Force marines, and uh coast guard uh, that's
1: It's awesome, man uh you know well, I know this show you know we air on the American forces network and we've got military members from all over the you know all over the world that are stationed overseas you know and they'll, they'll hit me up on social media and tell me you know, that, that they love this show because they can be you know, out there doing what they do for our country and uh, you know, they get a little bit of taste of off-road and things back home. So I know I'm sure a lot of our military members are stoked on that. I'm sure they're going to be tuned into the live stream from all over the globe, man. And uh, you know, talking about that, that's one of the big things about the mid 400. The live stream game this year, dude, it, you know, it's been stepped up. I mean, I think people are going to get one of the best live streams they've ever seen for off-road racing.
13: Oh, definitely. I mean, listen, you know, one thing that we're not afraid to do is to reinvest. And every year we we look at, you know, our successes and failures, and we try and grow and make it better. And, uh, yeah, this year we're live streaming the Method Race Wheel qualifying. Um, So that'll that'll be on Thursday, and that kicks the week off. And then we're live streaming Friday and Saturday. Um, And we have a pretty spectacular live stream package that includes You know, helicopter feeds, drone feeds, and new to this year we'll be doing in-car camera feeds live. We'll be able to show you uh, the inside of race vehicles and actually talk to those drivers as they are racing the MN400. So I'm I'm really excited about that. Um, But yeah, we, we just continue to step it up. I mean, you know, you joined us this year as part of the talent team. Um, that's, that's going to be covering some of the races when you're not in the race car. So that's huge. Um, you know, as well as we have a pretty all-star crew with, um, with Tiffany, Bob Bauer, myself, uh, Jim Marsden, you know, and a couple other people as well. Yeah.
1: I can tell you, man. I am excited to uh, to get to Vegas. My favorite event of the year, hands down. I, I'd say Mid Four Hundred and Cranon. those are my top two, man. So, uh, I think the Mid Four Hundred is definitely in good company when you put that in the ballpark with Crandon is uh the must see events of the year, buddy. But uh, I can't wait to get out there, uh, you know, onto Fremont and uh, and see the festivities. Have you uh, have a cold beer with you? I know what we got Mid Four Hundred beer this year, dude. I mean, you're you're really up my alley. That's all right. Yeah. Hey, Beach
13: Free's a beer company, steps and. a custom beer for us so you'll be able to get that on site or you can order it online um, at dirtco.com um and uh yeah i mean come out and join us so there's still tickets available for the start finish we have a ton of stuff going on there including Roland sand super hooligan racing um so one ticket price gets you monster trucks it gets you super hooligan racing it gets you the min 400 off-road racing spectating All
1: right, Matt. Well, I appreciate you taking the time, my friend. We're up against the time break, but uh, yeah, we will see you next week out there at the Mint, and uh, we are going to take a short break. We'll be back after this right here on the Gentle Tire, Down and Dirty Show, powered by Polaris Razor.
8: Remember in the beginning when you first started to build a life for you and your family? You never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you.
7: Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. That's 800-957-6063.
9: Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedar sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California.
1: And that's all we've got for this week here on the General Tire Down and Dirty Show powered by Polaris Razor. Seriously, thank you guys for the continued support of the show. Thanks to everybody who tuned in on uh, SiriusXM. Um, they're on Dan Patrick radio channel 211. Um, those of you that are tuning in online, you can catch us there at 10 a.m. Pacific on Sundays. Also, uh, sports byline USA listeners, American forces network. Thanks to all our military. Um, uh, you know, go and subscribe over there on, uh, Apple podcasts, you know, definitely helps us out. Leave us a rating one through five stars. Please do that. Take the time. Uh, Much appreciated. And uh, check out my other show, Project Action. Uh, Big shout-out to all our partners in the show, General Tire, Polaris Razor, Vision Wheel, Rigid Industries, Dirtfish, Optimus. Uh, we've got also our good friends there at iRacing as well as RacingJunk.com. And uh, thank you guys. Yes, uh, you listeners. Wouldn't be here without you guys. Uh, I will be out there at the uh, Mint 400. I'll be racing my Polaris Razor. we got more radio coming at you next week, though. Don't worry about it. We're not going anywhere. Um, but, uh, yeah, we've got a special show we'll be doing on Fremont. I'll be doing some autograph signings. So we've got a whole lot coming at you. It's at Beaver 15 on social media. You want a discount at Dirtfish? It's down dirty DF. That'll get you fifteen percent off at Dirtfish Rally School. And uh, yeah, come and see me at the Mid Four Hundred next week. We'll do a show the next week before then. But uh, yeah, just a reminder: we're racing next week. So yeah, you guys have a great week, a phenomenal week, and we'll see you next time here on the General Tire Down and Dirty Show, powered by Polaris Razor.
6: Follow us on iHeartRadio Talk and stay in touch 24-7. A special news and update station you control. That's iHeartRadio.com
13: slash talk.